Nice hair. Is this your podcast? Thank you and no. We are inside of your podcast. All right, there we go. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Song goes, hello. This is Odd Two's podcast where we talk about cartoons. I'm Adrian. I'm Will. Yep. All right. We did it at the same time there. Check. Check. We're really, yeah, just cruising through this intro. Yeah. Wow. That may actually be one of the shortest, like, not only intros, but, like, times from us picking up the, the discord call to being complete yeah to actually just yeah getting getting going and then i don't know if you noticed that there will but i did then sabotage it and and set us back by talking about the thing again well yeah yeah as it as i want to do but that's yeah expected <laughs> what do we watch this week this week we watched a bump in the night what a blast a, 1994 well it's 1994 to 95 uh stop motion animated just little cartoon by danger productions and greengrass productions mm-hmm. aired on abc huh and that's yeah that's right? the top line of the wikipedia page <laughs> so i yeah when i think of this one i always think back to like i lived in australia for like a very short time and this was just one of the things that was on TV oh, a lot. That's awesome. That's so yeah. much better than. <laughs> so it's like, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even know if, like, this was a big show in the United States, but. I don't think so. I mean, it whatever. is the country of origin, which is interesting. It but, aired a lot. Yeah. Um, I love this. This is such a blast. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So. One of the better things. Conceptually, I think all that we've. Like. It's not really a deep show. Not in the least. It's just, yeah, you got Mr. Bumpy. He lives underneath the bed. He likes to eat gross shit. Yeah. Uh, you got Squishington. Lives in the back of the toilet. <laughs> uh, likes to clean stuff. And there's your um, your your and, buddy comedy right there. What else yeah. is there? Nothing. Well, and then you've got Molly, who's the other one. The other main character, yeah, it was a comfort doll. I and that's about it. I wonder, um, did the the phrase "comfort doll" does freak me out every time I hear it? Um, even though, yeah, I don't it know, seems extremely innocuous in this. Yeah, I don't just know. see if there's anything. Uh, I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page for comfort doll. I'm, I'm sure it's like Raggedy Raggedy Ann. I'm sure that like, that's what yeah. they called, like the something thing. that you can actually hold on all right so it's just like a soft doll by the looks of it yeah not seeing a wikipedia page for it or anything it's just i don't know but yeah she specifically is like gnarly as fuck and (laughs) i like her gets her arms torn off all the time oh yeah i like everybody's character in this quite a bit actually like um yeah, the, the, the like dichotomy between the, the two friends is very fun between um uh between Bumpy and Squishy. Bumpy and Squishy. Yeah. yeah. They're just like a constantly at at opposite sides of understanding spectrum from each other and But still good friends. But still good friends and it's like about that a lot of the time. This is like a really good kids show. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a huge like fan. it it really just does not 
like there's gross stuff in it. Yeah. But that's about it. And kids like gross stuff. Kids like gross stuff. Aside from that, it's just about being good friends. Yeah. Um, I really liked in particular the um, like uh, what, what, hide and freak or scare. In the, oh, the hide and go freak. Hide and go freak uh, segment in those. Um, I mean, we can talk more in it later, but I just I really liked how that whole segment played out. Um, oh, yeah, because a lot of this is just people having fun with their clay yeah models exactly because <laughs> like this is good stop motion too like this is it really well animated um, yeah the characters are like super expressive they it feels like they're really making full use of the the media here i'm also oh, surprised 100 the sets are uh, super detailed super super detailed yeah although honestly like they don't like their main set seems to just be a room and they kind of just made everything at the scale where it can yeah. just be, you know, a, an object in a room. Yeah, but it looks great. Like, yeah, they, they they hit that like right amount of detail, which is really really hard to hit, I think. Um, and I don't know. Uh, there's something about shows like this that are in a little bit lower resolution as well, where everything is a little bit just like fuzzy, that makes everything yeah. look incredible. It like legitimately everything looks um, like my memories of uh, animation of at that like, time. Yeah, claymation stuff. Specifically claymation, yeah. And that there's that that like line between physicality and um, like not being able to tell what fidelity something actually is because the the resolution that it's rendered at is not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's such that, like, a lot of this stuff, like, if this was a fully mastered 1440 uh, oh, P, yeah. like, it would, maybe it would look I don't amazing, know. but I feel like It'd, it would look Yeah, worse. it'd probably still look really good. It'd probably still look good. I mean, claymation means that you are, have, like, kind of infinite resolution, depending on. Right. But. Uh, <clears throat> so the two, the two directors on this yeah. are uh, David Blyman Ichioka. Uh-huh. Looks like yeah. and and Ken Pontac. And it looks like what happened was uh prior to this they worked on Clay Fighter together. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh it's a claymation fighting game. Oh, whoa. Is it good? That sounds awesome. Um they were I, I remember having a lot of fun with the first clay fighter and then playing uh clay fighter 63 and a third a lot more what 63 and a uh, third yeah well all the games at that time were like mario 64 or whatever oh, like just a bit mario kart 64 that's yeah. kind of funny uh so there were three clay fighter games there was a uh, clay fighter clay fighter 2 judgment clay <laughs> and uh clay fighter 63 and a third okay i'm a fan at least as far as I'm aware, that's how many they did. Yeah. Um, but those ones, they aren't... Did they make a bunch of money? Like, how did they afford to do this? How did they afford to make this show? Yeah, to make this show. I mean, they just got ABC to give them money? I guess. To make a show? I guess. It doesn't look that expensive, honestly. Like, in terms of time spent, definitely. Time spent, but... and then the the voice cast seems pretty solid, Oh, too. yeah, the voice cast is fairly packed but yeah. they're all they're all just voice actor people so i guess i guess that, that of course they things. probably just didn't pay them shit 
Not even Jim Cummings? Uh, I mean, yeah, so you got Jim Cummings as Mr. Bumpy, who is Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. famously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Among and other then you very had, famous characters, uh, Tigger, Tasmanian oh, Devil, yeah. Darkwing Duck, yeah. No, his, he runs deep. Yeah, we've talked about it before on the show. Yeah, and then you got Rob Paulson, who's, you know, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, and yeah. Yakko Warner from the Animaniacs, and Carl from Jimmy Neutron. Carl. And uh, Molly is uh, Gail Mathias, who uh, apparently she did the voice of Martha for Bobby's World, but I can't remember I don't know what Bobby's who World exactly is. that is. Oh, Bobby's World? Yeah. Oh, that was a, like weird as hell cartoon back in the day where uh, it's it's it always like starts off with howie mandel just talking directly to camera and just being yeah so apparently it's kind of based on it says based on a character created by howie mandel i don't know exactly how that came about but i don't know it it's one of those ones from like way back in the day that feels like iconic but i don't know that it's one that people even remember huh interesting it ran for eight seasons um she's also in i'm looking at at bobby's role now huh that's interesting um she was also a saturday night live cast member oh all right that explains a lot why is that not in known for who fucking knows how's that not in like the top four when it's like surely the loon in tiny toon (laughs) adventures is i have no fucking idea educational network it got cut off there she, she was the in airplane two. Oh wow the weekend update with um charles rocket <laughs> ah, excuse me <laughs> i'm sorry every time i say the word charles rocket i have to sneeze you understand that's all right yeah yeah we'll uh we'll try to avoid charles rocket from now on uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so those are like the three main cast members um but yeah, and then you just have your characters that show up sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh, and like uh, Scott McAfee, who was Littlefoot in Land Before Time, was in this as well. Who oh, wow. also done Animaniacs and Avatar and Howl's Moving Castle. Who is he in Howl's Moving Castle? Oh, I think he was. Who? Um, I think he was the kid. Ha. Huh. Student. All right. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Fucking so... stacked cast. Yeah. Yeah, stacked cast. Um, the show itself is kind of just like them hanging around mm-hmm. and just get getting into shenanigans. It's also that uh, format of show where they just show two yes, eleven minute episodes like alongside one another. Yeah, which is always fun. Yeah, I mean we and talked they're, about they're, it um, the last time that this happened, and I I talked about how much I fucking prefer. Uh, these like more digestible, shorter episodes, and how much oh, more yeah, enjoyable for kids it makes. cartoons. Kids cartoons, mm-hmm. actually moving through this shit ten times quicker than you would normally. It's great. Yeah, because like, really, you don't need to expand that much. You can just yeah get get joke 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 done. Ding dong. Um, do so, we get into? Do we want to? Yeah, get into <clears throat> these episodes. So we watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I, I I wound up watching. The first season, and then some of the <laughs> look at you the, go. So there was a Christmas special too. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that the cover was 
um, like 2D animated? Would the whole thing end up being 2D no. animated, or is that just the the cover? No, they just so they jump into this like 2D uh, pixel animation style. Interesting for any like dream sequences or like planning sequences and anything where it's something that's not actually happening huh and we're just like discussing a thing it doesn't make it then they jump into that me like maybe just so you don't have to build new sets um maybe they also maybe just wanted to you know differentiate it from the rest of from things that are actually happening and just it looks really good (laughs) <laughs> i don't i don't know that God, there wasn't I mean, if it any looks of that great, then it looks great you know so there wasn't any of that in these three episodes i didn't see Weird. any in the fourth episode that's when they move into um there being like live a little bit of live action uh, alongside yeah. the the like fully stop motion scenes so like cut to um actors like i kind of like the way they did it too where they have the actors like sort of overplay the scene a little bit and over gesture it it makes it feel a little bit less like it makes them feel a little bit like they're animated too yeah a little Mm -hmm. less jarring well and that type of thing is why i'm under the impression that this is just like they made a set that's a room yeah and you know just move their cameras around yeah and then played with perspective a little bit when there's actual humans in the frame because right otherwise they'd be way too fucking big but they made it work. It looks really good. Uh, so, first episode, and it is weird that like these first two episodes, like the first episode and the second episode inside of it, <laughs> they're both of them have them buying something via mail order. Yeah, and and what a fucking nineties nineties thing for it to be like a uh, like cultural touchstone to even yeah Uh, like it i don't know that kids would even get the reference these days like box tops it's like mail in box tops to get the to get the toy it's funny though like the box top thing was like a real real plot point for um a number of like kids media that i remember from that time frame oh yeah it would happen so much like my my personal favorite take on it was the um uh god you ever watch the oblongs yes oh my okay god, what a wild that show. that episode that episode that where oh definitely but there's an episode where uh they have a similar thing but you have to or no it was a um it, it was like the opening a bottle cap thing bottle cap. i thing? guess that was another thing yeah where uh like back in the day they would have all these contests where it's like oh open up the bottle cap and see if you won oh i remember that too yeah so i guess that's not at all the same thing but i guess (laughs) i don't know i don't know if they still do that yeah yeah i've i've gone entirely off the rails um what there was one of those like educational games like um spy fox or uh freddie fisher pajama sam had box tops as like the currency in it huh trying to remember what it was but like yeah i feel like it was a a real real thing and like um they were up until 2019 still a thing that like schools could collect it's such a weird 
Yeah, didn't they still have those, like, the where it was specifically like, bring all these to your school? Yeah, yeah, you would clip out the box tops, and then each one would be worth, like, you know, a couple of cents or something. And you would collect all of them, and you would send them in back to General Mills, which is a, a, mini, a Minnesota Minneapolis company, actually, which is weird. Um, oh, so now they have it still, the box tops for education, but you can just scan, just scan the receipt an on an app. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, yeah, this is much better. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're each worth 10 cents. Hmm. I wonder if um, box tops scale with inflation. Or if they're Probably like forever not. stamps. Just, just going <laughs> to... Just going to guess. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, the thing that they open it with that they're sending in for is a... Um, essentially Turbo like a Totranoid. Yeah, like a, a Transformer yeah, like or a, Gundam. Yeah, like a cool-ass robot thing. Yeah. Oh, it's sick. And then they send off for it. It's also, like... I, I was just going to admit, like, them receiving mail is odd to me because it seems like typically something like this they would be like oh there's rules and you can't you can't let the uh, humans see you like that i kind of that enjoy that of they thing. don't engage with that yeah here the they just don't all. care they just don't care like in the fourth yeah. episode there's like some consideration for not scaring the kid um because they realize they like go through this whole thing and they realize that oh man i'm the monster this whole time and that's like yeah a fun way to engage at that plot point um but they don't do the like yeah sort of overdone like toy story style thing of like you can't let them see you when you're alive um I like it's also notable that, that toy story came out after this um toy story copied this confirmed yeah toy story is a sham <laughs> toy story came out in 1995 um how i mean it was in production for longer than that oh yeah. sure yeah. sure but like it just seems like it was a weird zeitgeisty thing that there were yeah. multiple animated productions about living toys and shit like that somewhere in between zeitgeist and um an extreme desire to uh, make money uh, well and maybe i guess when i think about it then it makes sense like the doing the clay for this and using toys and that that makes sense because it's easy. Yeah. Like, like it's, I, I don't want to say easy, but it's a good way to use clay. And then for Toy Story, obviously they just like could not make actual humans look good. So <laughs> going, going with toys was absolutely the way to go. Yeah. And like these semi rigid body figures, like there's value there. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, what looks better Toy Story or this? god in retrospect probably this like by a lot like um toy story should have been claymation sorry probably would have been a better uh better movie i know although it's... didn't we talk didn't we talk about the uh the functionally just like the the like jim henson puppet not toy story thing oh god that exists uh the christmas toy oh we have yes yeah yes, yes. yeah we talked about that which Again, similar conceit, except it's like, oh, if human sees you while you're moving around, then you die. <laughs> you know, I got to respect Jim Henson for putting some fucking stakes on the name of it. Like, Oh, yeah, just making it all about mortality. Yeah. If you break this one simple rule, you die like Catholicism. Well, and I, 
I like with this show so that it's obvious in other episodes that Mr. Bumpy likes the kid. Yeah, he's like, like he he genuinely thinks that what he's doing is good for the kid. Yeah. But he just has very twisted logic. He's just a little monster. He's just a little guy. He's just a little yeah. monster man. Just eating socks and shit. His, his logic is twisted. He's just a little guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, he likes filth, so of course everyone else would like filth. Right. And then he's um, slowly learning through um, his friend Squishy that not everybody likes filth, you know? That's okay. Right. Because then he goes, oh, but there's that's... that 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 whole bit. So they, yeah, we can maybe move on. I don't remember what episode this is in because it's one of, like, the second segments. But uh, s- Episode three. Oh, that's all the way to episode three. Should I not right. jump ahead? I mean, that's fine. Who cares? That's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> um, where they sort of get in this in this tiff because... Odd couple situation. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, Squishy moves in with, um, uh, with Bumpy for a while and is, like, you know, trying to do everything to help him. But all the things that Squishy likes are not all the things that, that Bumpy likes. Right. And so their living situations really conflict with each other. Um, uh, coming to a head when Squishy cleans um, his, uh, they they refer to it as a nest, which I love. Yes. <laughs> it's just great. It's very evocative. Um, he cleans his nest and like gets him a love seat and like makes it into this, this cute little house. Um, and oh, also there is live action prior to episode four because oh, there? there's that plumber. Oh, yeah. right. So Which that's the reason squishy. that he moves out is because there's a, yeah, because a plumber comes yes. to fix the toilet, I guess. Again. It's never like fully explained it because matter. it doesn't need to be. Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, it introduces us into this scene. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just like Bumpy wakes up and is like, I'm in a nightmare. <laughs> Freaking out. And um, they they have like a, what I really like about it is they, uh, instead of uh, overdoing it for the point of, of jokes, they like have what sounds like a real hurtful argument between two friends who are yeah you know at a, a true disagreement with each other and like not understanding what the other one needs and um i just think that that's great to show kids that that you can that like you will sometimes fight with your friends sometimes people just have disagreements yeah and um i don't know and then uh the way that they resolve it is that they both seek to understand each other a little bit more and so um uh bumpy goes and uh cleans up squishy's house and uh, yep squishy rolls in a dirt clod <laughs> into the uh into the nest and like basically blows just it up in a- there. absolutely destroys everything yeah just rolls. trashes the joint so also i i like squishy's place that's like in the back of the toilet like just that set I like it so much. It's so good. It's it looks so cool. And like for for like from the perspective of children, right? Like what are the two places that you like have some of the least understanding of? Underneath your bed and inside the toilet top. Like what goes mm-hmm. on underneath that thing? Who fucking knows? I sure don't. I right. have a child. <laughs> There's probably some weird little blue monster. There's probably that just a little there. guy in there. It's also like God, the monster under the bed thing is a very typical thing for 
kids to believe. Right. But I don't know that I've ever like monster in the toilet. Yeah. I guess it's like loud and scary. I don't know. It just sort of it just sort of feels like a, a unknown space. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they also like never they never like truly explain either of them. Yeah, true. In terms of like where their where their <laughs> place is. God, it's great. Also, God, we there was at least one episode with the closet monster, right? Um, no. The closet monster is referenced in episode four, but you don't actually see it or anything. Uh yeah. God. All right. The closet monster is like such a good design. Ooh. Like the whole the whole thing in itself. It kind of looks like so it's a turned over waist or uh like wicker basket. Uh-huh. And then it's just got like clumped up clothing that's wrapped oh around God. wire hangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's it looks so good. Yeah, that rules. It is a closet monster. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and everyone's scared of it. <laughs> What's the um do you have like a particular favorite moment from the th- the first 3 episodes? Uh oh, the subtitle joke. Oh my god, that was so good. I really so liked funny. that. Holy shit. So that uh the Japanese toy is talking to Squishy and he's uh-huh. like, "I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese." He's like, "Oh, subtitles." Cuz like, there's subtitles down. running at the bottom of the screen and <laughs> he just looks down at them and it's like, "God, that's good." It's such a good bit. It's such a good bit. Like they do some very good meta humor in this. Yeah. I loved it. Which again, I think speaks to like the power of being an 11 minute thing. Yeah, you you can move, I don't know, really quickly and I I just I like that they never seem to get too attached to any plot point that they're executing. Um it's just sort of allowed to, you know, be its thing and then move to on. To meander and just do, yeah. Yeah do whatever it's gonna do yeah and then and same with it being like not that um what's the word not that like intense of a uh of like a narrative you know what i mean oh sure there's not that much of a hook there it's just sort of you know telling its one little story and and well yeah because typically a thing like this then you know if you're gonna run this for 22 minutes then you're gonna have like your a plot and your b plot and like all that kind of stuff and this it's all just very condensed and it's just telling one little fun story and then move on yeah and in the meantime it lets you um i don't know it feels like lets you invest very heavily in making a i don't know making those moments add up to something more without worrying about each one being you know the most important part of this right um, it makes Did it you have a, a favorite moment from those first three episodes? Um, it's cheating a little bit because it's the fourth episode, but the like alien invasion plot where oh, they yeah. are I like that. Like horrified by the fact that he is like uh, so excited about this and like has his own plan for uh, invading and is like indistinguishable from the alien monsters. I thought it was just very fun. Yeah. Oh. And those aliens, just the the, the design. character design on them. The so, character design on pretty much everything in yeah. this show is just amazing. Like it just looks so good. Yeah. Oh, um, and I didn't. And oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. there's that. Uh, there is some of that uh, 2D stuff in episode four. Oh, is there? So if you, yeah, 
If you skip to uh, 437. Oh, I totally missed that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I totally forgot yeah. about this. Yeah, it's that like Cause it, early 90s, like it looks, and I wouldn't be surprised if they use like the same rendering engine that they've used for like game screens and stuff Clay in the Fighter. past. Yeah, because it looks yeah. like that. Yeah, and and they consistently use it for things that are not actually happening in the plot, like things that are just planning oh, God, and that type so of good. stuff. It fits yeah. in so well with So I was else. saying, like, yeah, that's why they're doing it. No, that's awesome. God, and then a big hook comes down and picks him up and drops mm-hmm. him into the... Yeah, I don't know, Alien Abduction was such a, a a thing of that. And these guys look like... They remind me a lot of the characters from uh, the, the, like, Simpsons Halloween episodes. Oh, yeah, Kang and Kodos. Kang and Kodos. Yeah. yeah. God, this is such they a do, great show. Yeah, they do have that vibe to them. Uh this would have been seven years after The Simpsons started. Yeah. So, like, those those would exist already. But they definitely have a different look to them. I know. They have a, a different look to them, and they have a different vibe to them, obviously. Oh, the, the 2D animation stuff happens in episode three, too, during the, like, when they're uh, trying to um, wake up Mary uh, from her, her fake oh. Frozen. They, they have the, like... Uh, you you need to help everybody. All of these dolls have lost their hair, and they have like an animated scream reference. Yeah. It's great. Um, but I forgot. That's what I wanted to say. Is that hide and go freak was was maybe my favorite like part of the episode, uh, part of any episode where um, just that like uh, concept of them playing a game. Or... No, no, like the I specifically love the arc of um, her being like this isn't really what i want to do but uh, i feel like uh it's very important to you so i will do this with you guys and then um plays the game but with you know but her gets own like rules. psychological about it yeah and turns it into psychological horror um yeah and and like i don't know a different expression of the same the the, the same where concept. it's like all right yeah they they were going for just like uh, uh, jump scares you know, Jason movie or something like that. Just booga booga yeah. scare you. Uh, and she's going for like hereditary. Yeah, it's great. And, um, I, I just like like Although, <laughs> in a kid's movie or not in a kid's movie, but in a kid's show, I don't know. I, I take everything that I watch way too seriously, but it's, it's interesting to think about like what lessons are you teaching children in any of the things that you're watching? And, um, uh, I just like all the things that it's conveying there quite a bit. Yeah. Also, uh, just that game as a means for them to be like, hey, here's dumb stuff we can do with clay. Exactly. Exactly. It's perfect from that perspective, too. Yeah, because they they do that kind of thing constantly. Like, there's a later episode where uh, I was just thinking of the imagery of it. Uh, Mr. Bumpy goes all the way around on a swing and turns inside out <laughs> which i don't know if that's even like it's such a kid outside thing. of the 90 like yeah that was always you know a rumor in the 90s yeah, or whatever 100 not so much rumor like uh just like urban legend style or, like yeah urban legend schoolyard myth because mm-hmm. there was also that inside out boy uh cartoon what 
Yeah, I think it was part of Kablam. Will, you just say all these words sometimes, and I, you you say them as though um, at some point there will be a thing that you say that makes sense, um, but then you you add on to it where you're like, oh, yeah, it was on Kablam, this other thing that I could be just be completely making up right now. Uh, okay. Uh, Nickelodeon Presents Inside Out Boy was the name of this show, and it's about a kid who goes over goes all the way around and then he's inside out wow okay i feel like um, we should have a segment in the show um where you reference some some television show that you uh watched as a child and i have to guess whether or not you're bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> two truths and a lie except it's shows that you watched as a kid right <laughs> except the game will get progressively easier for me and harder for you as we you know, continue to watch these things from your childhood. As I, yeah, well, and as I have to just keep making up dumb shit. Yeah, and at some point, I think it would have to not necessarily be from your childhood, but just be like whether or not this thing even exists or not. <laughs> Which genuinely, like some of these shows, if you just tell people uh-huh. the concept of them, they'd just be like, "Well, that doesn't exist." There's no fucking way. Like, why would why would they have made that? Will. What do you mean? That that can't possibly exist. That sounds heinous. Right. It uh, is. It is heinous. So I'm just looking at the director's uh, filmography. Yeah. Uh, apparently, so David Blamanichioka uh, worked on the PJs after this. Interesting. Which was like a blaxploitation. God, not even blaxploitation. Because, yeah, black exploitation is like a 70s genre. It had yeah, more, more of a feel like, um, like not Don't Be a Menace. Uh, kind of like, uh, oh, God, what's the Wayans Brothers movie? <laughs> no, not I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Um, I, I guess it's more like a, a takeoff of the Cosby show. Man, but... I'm getting to the point where I can't tell if this is a bit or not. <laughs> 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 just just naming shows uh, and anyway it, it was just like a black sitcom but it was done in claymation it had eddie murphy it has uh uh loretta divine janet dubois got it got michelle it, got morgan it. yeah um but that one was like we might have to do that one at some point because that is such a weird just moment yeah it, it it's just such a weird show, <laughs> uh, but it looks like he went to uh, keep producing, and the, the latest thing that I recognize that he pro- oh well I guess he produced one episode of Q Force weird that the like yeah gay uh, oh Netflix cartoon huh I wonder if that's like one of those instances where. Because I know that show is kind of hard to kick off. I wonder if it's one of those instances of just like, um, uh, I don't know, seeking out a long list of producers of people who may be interested and like, hey, you're on for this episode. You're on for this episode. We've got a spot. That kind of thing. Well, but it's really weird to me that they would just have him produce one episode because that's not like directing one episode. Sure. Like that makes that makes sense to me. But producing is just like getting the money together basically yeah yeah exactly but you're you're it sounds like <laughs> i don't know fundraising for yeah basically like fundraising for episodes just like trying to make something happen yeah i guess yeah 
I kind of so get it. Produced three episodes of Harmon Quest and produced the Box Trolls. Wow. Which, that was a fun one. Did you, did, have you seen that one? No. It's <laughs> a real weird stop motion movie. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was stop motion, if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it it's like in that era where it could, it's so hard these days to tell, like, because things could be CG. Literally the last show, I was extremely wrong about whether or not the thing was uh, physical or uh, or not with Robin Robin. Oh, yeah. I, well, I think we were both under the impression that it yeah. was. But, yeah, that's, uh, it seems like moving like as far as claymation moving forward it's it's a really weird space because cg is getting less and less expensive Uh, i mean as you can evidence that by the quantity of just absolute trash cg (laughs) right that just gets pumped into the world um and claymation's like more expensive but if I, i remember right ardman had been like working on doing cg and and doing it in such a way that they could get like because with claymation you can kind of see like the fingerprints of the people that are moving the clay around and shit like that and they were trying to emulate that and i mean clearly with robin robin at least they made the decision to not to (laughs) to, yeah to to just do it physically um yeah i imagine it's it's one of those things of like because um What's it called? Um, oh, fuck. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Worthy Kids. There was that Worthy Kids animation that I, I sent oh, you a yeah. long time ago of um, where it looks so physical, but it's all just done for free in Blender by one person. Um, and I've, I have to imagine that it's like one of those things where you... I think it's... Yeah, making... like there's a frame rate. That one, it was specifically like there was a frame rate to it. Yeah, it There was so a good. way that everything moved around. And then there was a LUT that was put on top of everything yeah. that just made it look all scratchy. Like it was, you know, an anime from the 80s. Yeah. And I could see um, that not looking good or having the like... Um, or having too much consistency or like... I don't know it I could see for a a longer production that not exactly working um and not having the exact feel that a director would want such that they would spend the extra time and money and manpower to make something um that involves more people and then make something physical yeah and then on top of that like uh, I think you, this actually ends up playing a, a larger role than I think about a lot of times with a larger company when you when you start to scale up your production and start to make um you know to have people who are full-time employees who are on staff uh Mm -hmm. you make decisions so that people continue so that you so that everybody has a job a lot of times honestly like um, oh yeah you know if you have this many staff well why wouldn't you do the thing that involves the amount of people that you want to yeah that that quantity of workforce right and i think I don't know. It ends up being extremely cool and, and leading to, to, I really enjoyed Robin Robin. And I think the physicality of it was a, a big reason. And it's impossible for me to say whether or not that could be achieved to the same fidelity or, you know, close with CGI, with CGI, probably like I, how much faster would it be? So the know. one that I would, the one that I would point to there is uh hotel Transylvania. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, 
initially CGI all, all looked, you know, very, they didn't do the like squash and stretch quite the way that you did in right. 2d. Um, but genuinely on hotel Trent, Transylvania, Gendy Tartakovsky, like made new programs to let things, uh, squash and stretch and, yeah. you know, move around in a way that a 2d cartoon does yeah. just because there's stuff like anticipation and secondary movement. That's all very difficult to capture in CGI. Yeah. But that, that one specifically like that makes me think that moving forward, we'll be able to get more cartoony CGI. And, and even looking at uh did you watch turning red? I haven't seen that yet. No, I really want to. The animation in that is very cartoony. Yeah. And in a very cool way. <laughs> and as the tooling gets better and better, right? We'll probably see it more and more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I will always love Although, things it, like this. where. Oh, yeah. Actual just like physical things. Because, yeah. God, something like this. I, I would struggle to see if they were doing this in CGI. Stuff like the lighting. Yeah. Looking near. Like the lighting the textures, the like glossiness on the eyes, yeah. all of that type of stuff. I, I think that that's what you're going to miss out on. Yeah. Specifically what I think what you're referencing is like the distinct differences in texture. Cause, um, and like, yeah, the, the really, really subtle. And I also have to just think about like, there's something about physical lighting too, that like, yes, well, you can replace it or like augment, um, and, and get it, close it's one of those things that like it's kind of impossible to tell if you've gotten it right other than by feel and even when it may feel right um it's it's always going to be slightly different than if you had done it literally i mean lighting simulation is amazing but i'm, I'm just thinking about like <clears throat> not even not even the the setup that you do or excuse me not even like the end result but like in um CG animation, you set up your scene, you have like a lighting simulation that's running, and then you do a full mm -hmm. render, and then that gets you your out, the the like final production with the final lighting to it. And like compare that to physical where you are looking at the literal light in front of you and you're able to make those slight fine tune adjustments to well, and that's to look kind exactly of, what the composition is you actually want. That that's like the whole thing that a cinematographer does. <laughs> right is like obviously framing and everything but most of it is just making sure that lighting looks good right and on this show it it definitely does it looks fantastic because there's a lot of god like if it was cgi then i can't imagine that i guess some of this stuff looks weird like mr bumpy's teeth they're clay so they don't really have uh like subsurface refraction right or subsurface scattering like you would on normal teeth, right. but you let it fly because it's like, yeah, it's clay. It's clay. He just looks like, like clay. It, it feels like if it were CGI, then a lot of that stuff would be harder to sell. Different and, and like less, <clears throat> I don't know. There's that, <laughs> that uh, Japanese concept of wabi-sabi that we all know from the one episode of King of the Hill. <laughs> wabi-sabi. It's, it's, you know, things are better for having slight flaws yeah or like and it, it just makes them more endearing 
Yes, it's like specifically the process, the um, hmm, the marks and evidence that are left on physical objects as a result of them being physical and of them existing in the real world is part of their beauty, is the like the the ethos there and um, yeah, it's the evidence of a human fingerprint that you're like trying to emulate and um, mm-hmm. you know I am I think I don't think either of us are saying it is worse. Um, when people do um, fully CG stuff, it's just like there's there's trade offs for any media. I am and and will fuck is. all of it. It's <laughs> absolute <laughs> trash for idiot babies. Um, um, I, all, all of you are basically just watching uh, baby shows. Okay, well, um, Will's a nasty should, little fucker, and so stop. don't listen to him. But um, I'm You're saying, gonna, yep. <laughs> <laughs> go go watch Coco Melon, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm saying that I think it's good that we have access to all these tools. And more tools will always make things, um, will always allow people to choose the thing that ends up it as, as actually producing the thing that makes sense most of the time. Yeah, it, it is especially weird, though, with, um, like, claymation very quickly winds up at its like logical extreme Mm -hmm. where it, you know, it doesn't take too long of just doing claymation Mm. to get it to like an optimized form where it just looks amazing. Yeah. I I know what you mean. CG, CG took quite a while (laughs) before, before it, you know, started looking really good. Yeah, I mean, it's using physical things is kind of like cheating. Yeah, yeah. You, okay, so now we're on this show's cheating. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, you got a rating <laughs> okay, for this, cowboy? Okay, so, uh, God, I would give it eight used tissues out of ten. <laughs> Especially nasty tissues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's the other thing is that, yeah. I, I do like that where Mr. Bumpy, like him eating socks, that's gross. But good God, when he eats a tissue, it's just like, uh. Yeah, truly nasty. Uh, my reading is, uh, I really can't think of anything clever. Uh, let me see. Uh, there's aliens. There's 100 uh, box tops. Freak out. Yeah. Sent in for an especially cool robot. Definitely. God. That is such, like, a, a 90s cartoon thing. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yep. Good show. Go watch a couple episodes. Good Have a show. good time. Yep. Show it to Check your kids. it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you got kids, then definitely show them this. It is completely unobjectionable. It's a rip-roaring good time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're on Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night. <laughs>